you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 300 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm going over Mark Hanna's injury, who could potentially replace him if it's a serious ordeal. I'm going over Mitch Moreland and his struggles, going over Nick Allen and when is he going to get the AAA, and then also celebrating episode 300 for just a minute. So it's going to be a jam-packed episode for all of you. But uh, before I get into anything, I do want to tell you guys about the Locked On MLB podcast with my pal, Sully. Even though he likes to you know, put daggers in the A's every now and then, he does a great job over there. He likes to interview the hosts and get the, the real scoop on what's going on from around baseball, both current and in the past. So uh, he's a, a great listen. If you like this show, you'll love that show. And also make sure to follow this show wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. Thank you to everybody that showed up for the Thursday at noon uh, Spotify green room session. That was a lot of fun. Had a, a great time talking to all you guys. And then uh, if you have any questions for us, then you can email those to us at locked athletics at gmail.com. Actually, the Nick Allen question is a user email question so that's why i'm talking about it today but uh let's talk uh, real quick the a's beat the rangers five to one they salvaged a, se- a series split in this one that was nice uh chris bassett went seven innings like he does uh the a's continue to have the most innings pitched from their starters in the big leagues and that is a very welcome development given the bullpen and whatnot so uh chris bassett is the head of that you know five-man beast right there and he is just pitching uh, his butt off, and it's so so fun to see. I, I really enjoy it. Tony Kemp had a great catch in the outfield in the ninth inning. He also hit a double, so he's just doing everything that you could possibly ask of him. Uh, Jed Lowry hit a home run on a changeup, you guys. I talked about that just to, like, was that last episode? Uh, yeah, he's uh, potentially turning things around. He's hitting off speed pitches. Last two hits, or two of his last, you know, couple of hits have been on off speed pitches, which is what have been giving him a dickens of a time of late. So uh, maybe we're seeing the reemergence of Vampire Jed. I would thoroughly appreciate that, but uh, that's all the good news. The bad news, and I think that it could be potentially really bad news, is uh, Mark Canna left this game because of a left hip strain, which is not what you want to see. Obviously, uh, Bob Melvin had been trying his best to keep guys not on the turf as much. You saw Ramon Laureano playing in right field where he had to range a little bit less to take it easy on his knees because he'd been feeling it a little bit more when he was roaming the outfield in Texas. Uh, You saw uh, Matt Olson be the DH a game ago and things like that. You're trying to take care of these guys' bodies because it is a much longer season. And this is probably right around that point in the season when they're like, oh, we are now past the 60 game threshold that we had last season. Their bodies are starting to be like, okay, well now we got to put a little bit more effort and then you get to go to Texas and play on turf. So uh, that 
you got to take care of the guys where you can. And uh, Mark Canna left this game with a hip injury. Bob Melvin told reporters uh, that because he wanted to get out of that game, that you knew that he was in a little bit of pain. So that's obviously not a great sign. And I did some WebMD research. This is by no means what's going to be. He's he, He's got an MRI coming on Friday. So when you hear this, he may have already had the MRI. Maybe we know a little bit more. But uh, based off of what we know right now and what WebMD is telling me, again, not a doctor, but they say that it usually takes a few weeks for a mild hip strain to, you know, get you back to normal. Uh, and it's basically just rest. You got to rest. You got to take it easy and uh, not do baseball activities, I would assume. And this is also, I don't know that this is for, uh, you know, athletes. I think that it's just for, you know, people who have a hip strain. It takes a few weeks of just resting. But if it becomes a more severe hip strain, then it's a six-week ordeal. So... I'm pretty sure he's not going to be playing at Oracle Park this weekend. Uh, I, I can say that with some certainty because he left this game and he's getting an MRI. So he's definitely not playing Friday. And then even if he's fine, he's probably not playing the other two games. So I don't think that we're going to be seeing Mark Canna this weekend against the Giants. But when will we be seeing Mark Canna? That is the the question that is looming over the A's right now because he is a big part of that offense. His 375 on base from the leadoff spot, that is uh, imperative you need that, just that cog in the the entire offense to make everything go because he doesn't get a lot of acclaim, but he does a really, really good job, both defensively and offensively. I know that some of his metrics defensively are like, eh, whatever, but he makes so many just great plays in like big moments. And uh, he's just a fantastic player and he's going to be missed if he has to miss any time whatsoever, especially if it's on that six week time frame, something like that. Um, I've already been saying that the A's need to make an upgrade in the outfield, specifically in right field, but maybe they need to make a couple of upgrades. We will find out, but I've got the A's current in-house replacements uh, just to go over for you guys real quick. Um, my assumption here is that Sky Bolt will be seeing a little bit more playing time just because he's got speed. He can at least play some really, really good defense, and so can Seth Brown, but uh, Sky Bolt has not gotten the amount of run that Seth Brown has at the major league level. So I think that it might be, let's see what he's got right now kind of time. Uh, he is currently four for 28 in his stints in the big leagues. He's hitting 143 with a 143 on base. So he has not walked at all. Uh, Seth Brown in his last 30 games is hitting 167 with a 241 on base. That's also not great. Uh, Chad Pender, another option. Obviously, you love seeing Chad Pender in both right, left, wherever you want to play him. You like seeing Chad Pender on the field. But uh, in June, he's hitting 204 with a 273 on base and a 286 slugging. So that's what, like a 550, 560 uh, OPS, which is really not that good. He has been struggling mightily this month. Uh, another option to consider would be Tony Kemp. You could let Jed Lowry play uh, second base. He'd be, you know, okay. If he, especially if he's about to go on a tear, you got him and Tony Kemp in the lineup. I like that option a lot. Uh, in his last 30, Tony Kemp is hitting 341 with a 433 on base and a 600 slugging for a 1.033 OPS. He has been absolutely fantastic. And, uh, usually I'm like, oh yeah, he goes on like a couple of weeks and he, he just plays out of his mind, but he's been doing this for over a month now and he's just been insanely, insanely good. 
But in terms of replacing uh, Mark Canna on the roster itself, maybe we see J.B. Wendell can take that spot in the A's, go with a shorter bench uh, just to get you know more arms in the bullpen. Uh, or we could see Luis Barrera back in Oakland. Uh, we saw him a little bit earlier in the season. He went one for five with Oakland. Uh, he has been struggling a little bit since he got sent down in June. He's hitting 217 with a 300 on base and a 604 OPS. And uh, so that's one main option. He's on the 40-man roster, so that's why you bring him up. Uh, but you got Greg Dykeman, who has been absolutely on fire this month. He's hitting 339 with a 446 on base and a 441 slugging. Uh, he's been pretty, pretty good. And on the season, he's hitting 317 with a 464 on base and a 939 OPS. Uh, basically, I know that, it, that the guy that I'm about to say had a much smaller sample size and he was also slightly better. But the guy that I looked at and saw him on the same leaderboard for all of AAA uh, Greg Dykeman has a 143 WRC plus in AAA with Vegas right now. The guy that's just a couple of spots above him, Wander Franco, the big shortstop prospect from the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, he just got called up and he's been doing, you know, pretty good things against the Boston Red Sox. You always love seeing people do good things against the Boston Red Sox. But uh, Dykeman's been just as good. I know that he's a little bit older and Wander is, you know, impressive because he's only 20 years old and doing all this stuff. But uh, he, he's been producing. He's put together the same resume, albeit a little bit older. So maybe we see him come up and take that Mark Canna spot. See what he's got. I would like to see what Barrera or Dykeman has in, you know, if uh, Mark Canna has to miss two or three weeks. Let's see what they got for two or three weeks. Why not? We're playing the Rangers and then, you know, Every other series, it's a good opponent. So see what they got um, or, you know, see what Sky Bolt has too. He's got some speed. I like that option as well. Um, I, I think that Seth Brown has gotten a little bit of a run. So I think that I'm okay with minimizing him and getting him into like certain situations, but you don't necessarily need him on the roster right now. Um, but I, I think that it's going to be very interesting to see how the A's approach this given uh, whether or not Marcana is missing any time or a little bit of time or you know a little bit, bit more of a lengthy stay on the IL so there's some big decisions to be made here in the coming day or two um, and you know obviously there's uh, some trade deadline guys that they could potentially go after but it might be a little bit too early for that and I'm going to discuss that here in the next segment so stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. And Fully Loaded Chew is the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches, nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On A's listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try that first can for just $1. That is right, $1. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get your hands on a $1 can of chew and free shipping when you use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it a Fully Loaded Chew at FullyLoadedChew.com. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. Uh, if, if you watched hockey last night, you saw that the Montreal Canadiens finally eliminated the Las Vegas Golden Knights from the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that uh, that put a big, big smile on my face. The Clippers also provided the upset according to the betting line. So that's something that happened. Uh, the Bucks, if you want to put some money down on tonight's game, the Bucks are uh, plus seven and a half on that line. So uh, that is, if you feel like Trey Young can do it again, then head on over to Bet Online and place that bet. And don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. And that's why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you are currently listening to this now. Just hit subscribe. Why not? Uh, and then also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and on the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, like a like a listener did earlier, uh, make sure to send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So real quick, let's talk about Mitch Moreland and I got a couple of people in my mentions the other day, uh, a couple days ago, saying, your takes on Mitch Moreland, uh, I don't like them. And so I was like, well, let me uh, reassess where am I sitting with Mitch Moreland? And I believe that they were right. My Mitch Moreland takes were incorrect. I've been going off a stat line that I saw a couple weeks ago uh, on his splits. And I was like, oh, he's been really good against, you know, righties. So he's he's fine. Whatever. You can use him. You can platoon him. He has not been that good of late. Uh, his season totals right now, he has a 75 WRC plus against lefties, which is 25% below league average. You can find a bat off the street and have him do that uh, as opposed to having them be your DH. You could just use that for, to rest guys, uh, whoever you want. You could, you know, Jed Lowry, you're the DH now, just rest. Or, you know, Mark Hanna, if he comes back from injury, uh, which is actually something that I think that they will consider because it's a hip thing and roaming the outfield does not sound like a great thing for your hips. Um, so I think that that could be a way that they use Mark Hanna as the season progresses is, hey, go get some DH at bats. Rest that hip. I think I think that that's where they're going to that. But uh, back to Mitch Moreland here. He has an 84 WRC plus against righties, which is what he was brought in to crush. Usually he's around like a 116. He's at 84 right now, which is not great. Uh, he's better at the Coliseum. He's got like a 94, 96 somewhere there. Um, WRC plus at home against righties. But man, has he been struggling just overall. So uh People were right. I was wrong on that one. I wanted to make sure that everybody heard that one on the podcast. And uh, that does make me. Oh, and if you're wondering, like, what does that look like? You know, statistically, uh, his batting average against lefties on the season is 182 with a 243 on base against righties. It's a 243 batting average with a 294 on base. So neither of those are great. He doesn't have a ton of pop. He's got like five home runs on the season um, and those are split fairly evenly. So not great. And I think that uh, if the A's can find him a new home or, I mean, he's not making a ton of money. I think he's making 2.25. I, I did the math and I believe that it would be right around three quarters of a, of $1 million. 
right around the trade deadline. So if they went out and got Nelson Cruz, would they be willing to eat that three quarters of them, that $750,000? I think that maybe, yeah, maybe they would actually just DFA Mitch Moreland and be like, somebody else take him. It's fine. Um, that That is a actual possibility, but first they're going to have to find somebody to replace Mitch Moreland. And I don't think that it's going to happen fairly soon, uh, just because you, you see a lot of teams that are, you know, still in it right now, but maybe more teams become sellers uh, as the weeks go by. Maybe uh, the Nationals have a bad week or a bad couple of weeks, and they're like, no, no, we actually need to sell now. And then all of a sudden, you know, Kyle Schwarber's on the market too, or, you know, whoever else. Uh, that, that holds true for other teams. I just use them because they came to mind first, and I was like, Kyle Schwarber, that's a DH right there, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> so that's some, that's one reason why teams that are tr- looking to buy are not necessarily buying just yet. And the reason that, you know, a team like the Twins who are not in it right now, the Diamondbacks who are definitely uh, contemplating where what they're doing in, in life, um, they're not selling just yet because the deadline's not close and the asking price can go up a little bit further. So they're trying to get the best possible return, whereas the buyers or, you know, the A's or the acquiring team are like, yeah, I mean, we'll give you this. And they're like, oh, we think that we can get this guy instead if we wait three weeks or, you know, closer to the deadline and then start a bidding war and then they get a little bit more. So that's why we're not seeing a lot of trades right now. Does it suck? Yes. Um, I feel like if you're the A's in this situation and there's a guy like you want to go get Nelson Cruz or, you know, whoever it is, whoever you want to go get Joey Gallo, whoever I've mentioned, if there's somebody that you want, you go pay that price right now because the AL is wide open. Sure. The, the Astros have won 11 games in a row and they currently hold a two game lead in the AL West. But I, I think that the A's can beat them. they beat the crap out of them last year and they haven't necessarily improved. So, I mean, they've got Jordan Alvarez over George Springer, but that's basically the big difference. Um, go get somebody who can fit, hit fastballs and sliders, like hard fastballs, hard sliders, go get one of those guys. And then all of a sudden the Astros, not a problem anymore. <laughs> Obviously that is a big oversimplification of it, but um, that is one way to go about it. So uh, I, I do think that the A's are going to be making moves. I do think that Mitch Moreland is now, if they can't trade him, they could just release him. Um, but we're just going to have to wait. I think that that's the main sticking point right now is we're going to have to wait and figure out uh, what teams are willing to part with, uh, how much they're looking to go for, how much negotiation wiggle room there is for the A's for an office and all that stuff. So uh, there's still lots and lots of time. There's like five weeks left. So uh, that's just my Mitch Moreland rant on that one. But I do want to get to a listener question that I got emailed uh, from Jim. And he says, Pete Cosma clearly does not have a future with the A's. So isn't it time for Nick Allen to be brought up to AAA? He seems to have mastered hitting AA pitching. I know injuries could happen and management may have time of service concerns or, you know, time manipulation stuff. Uh, but they have Machine there in an emergency. This would also give Davidson and Ironman more time at short in double A. Um, so that was the question that uh, Jim sent over to me. So I looked him. I've been seeing what Nick Allen's been doing. I haven't been talking about him because I'm like, oh, well, I don't think that he's going to be here in 2021. I think that maybe, maybe he's an option in 2022, depending on what the A's do with Elvis Andres in the offseason. But uh, that's for a later podcast. Um, but Nick Allen has been fantastic this year. He's hitting 316 with a 367 on base and an 830 OPS. Granted, this is still double A and all of that. That jazz, but that's a 
That's about as good of a line as you're going to see from the guy that apparently cannot hit baseballs but plays sterling defense. I don't know what you need him to work on right now. I mean, obviously, the difference between his batting average and his on-base isn't, you know, huge. It's 50 points, but it's not huge. Maybe you want to see him, you know, uh, how he's approaching at bats. Maybe get some more walks. Maybe that's what they're waiting on. But um, usually, I think that guys like this get the bump up. Uh, that that promotion from AAA or you know AA to AAA or single A to AA or whatever promotion they're doing, it's usually right around the All Star game. Usually the AAA All Star game or you know the the minor league All Star games. But um, I, I think that it'll happen probably next month if uh, if it's going to happen this year. And also I don't think that there's necessarily a rush with Nick Allen right now because they don't necessarily need him in 2021. So uh, see what he can do in development the second half of the season with AAA. Vegas and uh, then see what he does in spring training and where you can use him. Maybe he becomes a second base option for the A's in the immediate term uh, for 2022 if Elvis Andres is still around. But um, yeah, there, there's going to be some options. I don't know that they're necessarily worrying about service time or anything like that just yet. Um, I think that they're just making sure that he's going to be ready when he gets there because uh, if they put all of their eggs in the Nick Allen basket at shortstop in 2022, and then he's not ready, then uh, then they're screwed a little bit. So I think they're, they're just dotting their I's, crossing their T's, doing all that stuff. But Jim, I do agree. It, the time is near, and it is going, or nigh, as you know, uh, the, the people used to say, uh, the time is nigh, and it's going to be happening soon. So uh, look for that on the transaction page. Uh, I mean, roughly around the, the All-Star break is my assumption. Uh, I that's just usually when they do these things. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But uh, coming up on the show, I am talking about the importance, you know, just the personal importance of having 300 episodes of this stupid podcast. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. And Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stonks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. And Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. And Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. Today's episode is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever, and that is right, my friends, we are talking about Built Bar. You know the deal with Built Bar by now. They have their nine delicious flavors that are always in stock. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel, but they also have their limited time flavors. I just checked the website, didn't see any, but they like to sneak those in there for the weekend, so give it a check when you listen to this, and uh, you might find a new favorite of your own, but 
they have something for everybody at Built Bar. Uh, whether you like mint brownie or salted caramel or cherry, the flavors are always fantastic. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars, and all of the bars have 17 or 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, four or five grams of sugar. These things are legitimately good for you. And I love having them as an afternoon snack or just if I've missed breakfast, go ahead, you have that. Just go at it with a Built Bar. So if you're on the lookout for a little bit more protein in your life, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show, you may also enjoy the Locked On Today podcast where they're talking about the Clippers getting back into the series with the Phoenix Suns and they did it without Kawhi Leonard. So that's going to be a fun, fun conversation. Uh, I don't watch a ton of basketball but I had a feeling the Clips may have this game once they were holding steady around halftime. Then they had a slight lead, I think, with like a four minutes left. They had a one point lead. And I was like, they're going to win this game because they're just going to start building confidence on beating this team. And they were also playing at home. So there's, there's that too. So if you want to hear that whole conversation, you can get more of the sports news that you need in the last time with the locked on today podcast, follow the locked on today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Also, uh, the locked on A's podcast is also available on all of those platforms. You can follow us at locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. And if you have any questions like Jim did, uh, I will talk about them on the show. You can email them to us at lockedonathletics at gmail.com. So I, I didn't get a, you know, a big guest to celebrate episode 300. I'm not doing any bells or whistles or anything. That's just not necessarily, I tried to get the guests that that is something that I did try to do. Uh, did not get a response, but uh, that's beside the point. Doesn't matter. We're fine. Um, but I, I just wanted to talk about the importance of episode 300. It's a personal milestone. It's pretty cool because I, I don't think that I've told you guys how I came to the network at all. Uh, you're like, oh, he's a natural. He's always been this good. Not true. <laughs> Listen to those first few episodes. They were not nearly as good. There was a lot of ums and a lot of uhs and a lot of pauses. I've gotten much better at editing. Uh, actually, I, I kind of just let it go these days. And I'm like, if there's like a really long pause, then I'll just edit that out. But for the most part, I just talk for a half an hour. And uh, that's been a lot of fun. So uh, just building up that confidence over the last year and a half has been a lot of fun for me. And just uh, getting more comfortable in front of the microphone. You don't look at me like, okay, now I got to, and you're not trying to hit your cues. You're just like, yeah, do this and then I can fix it if I need to. It's fine. Um, but I came to the network because I had worked with uh, the, the Taylor Blake Ward, who used to be the Locked on Angels host. Uh, we'd worked together at Scout Media with Melissa Lockard of The Athletic and also Jeff Ellis, who is still currently our uh, Locked on Indians host. Uh, I, I worked with all of those guys at Scout and then uh, over at Fansided when I was doing some blogging over there, I ran into Eric Heisman. We were working together on the Astros site. And uh, so I had a few people that were like, hey, yeah, Jason likes the A's. And nobody, when looking for an A's, somebody who wants to talk about the A's, um, the list isn't that long. So, you know, I, I didn't have to beat anybody out. I had to talk to uh the host of the Toronto Raptors, our, our channel coordinator, uh, Sean Woodley. And uh, he was like, yeah, so you want the job? I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. Sure. What, what do I got to do? Uh, and then I've learned on the fly from there. 
and it's been fun. You know, they, they, they give you what to do and all that stuff, but it's kind of like, yeah, just have fun, go do your thing and uh, be very informative. So that's why we all kind of have our own voices and locked on has kind of just given me the reins and said, go, go do what you want to do. And, uh, you know, if I mess up, they'll tell me, I assume I just haven't messed up yet. I'm just perfect. <laughs> so you're welcome. A's fans. Um, and there, there is something that I think that is missing with just A's coverage in the baseball world in general. So it's fun to be able to kind of do that on a fairly consistent basis. And, uh, you know, I, I've done writing before and I like writing. It's fun. Uh, I, I do want to get back into it, but I think that this conveys my personality a little bit more because it's, I get to use my voice and I talk weird, obviously. Uh, my voice goes up and down, uh, all the time. And I think that, you know, just telling jokes and looking for things that you can't necessarily convey through writing. Um, I think that this has probably helped my writing once I get back into the game. So, um, it's it just been a great, great time. And I know that last year during the pandemic there, uh, a lot of people are having trouble on the network. Um, just people in general, just in society, um, just having trouble being alone or, you know, at home that much. And I've always been kind of a, a shut in. I like being at home. I don't necessarily mind it. Um, it does get old sometimes and I do like going out a little bit more now, but that's been fun. Um, but the thing that I wanted to talk about is just uh, everybody at Locked On has been just wonderful and they're all fantastic. And I thoroughly enjoy being a part of just this group of people because uh, I, I really admire everybody, you know, on the MLB side. I like working with all of them. I think that, uh, you know, we're kind of building something. And I know that, you know, the baseball side isn't like the, the big side or anything like that, but Locked On's doing some stuff and it's fun to be part of that, you know, not necessarily on the ground floor because the, the company's been around for five or six years, but um, you know, been here for a year and a half. I'm like, all right, we're, we're not big time yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We don't have press access yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> but I, I just think that that's just a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if it turns into something cool, if not, I'm having a great time too. So, uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I just wanted to say, you know, 300, that that's a lot of fun. And we would have gotten here so much faster without that damn pandemic, but we're here now. And that's all that matters. And I also just wanted to say thank you to everybody that's, uh, you know, ever listened to the podcast, especially the ones that still listen to the podcast. That's, that's nice. And if you've been here since day one, I know that there are some people that follow us on Twitter that have been there since, you know, early last year. And uh, I appreciate, you know, everybody equally, but, uh, that those people sticking out those admittedly not as great episodes. Um, I, I really appreciate that. So thank you to everybody. Uh, if, if you follow us on Twitter and you didn't know there was a podcast and this is your first show, oh man, are you in for a ride? Cause we like to have some fun. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody. Um, I, I like doing this and I, I want to keep doing it and all that stuff. Um, and you know, I'm never leaving ever because Jed Lowry's a vampire. And if I leave, then he'll, he'll come and get me, I assume. <laughs> but, uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Ben from, uh, locked on giants and myself have already recorded our episode. Uh, I'm just going to post this and then I'm going to start editing that one. So you might already have that episode in your feed. You're, you probably already have that episode in your feed. Cause I'm doing this very late at night. Um, so you can listen to 
Ben and myself talk about the A's and Giants Bay Bridge series. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, it's going to be a very intriguing series. It's going to be a, a nice litmus test for the A's. They don't have to face Kevin Gossman or Di Scalfani, but uh, it, they're still a really good team otherwise. So uh, this should be a nice test for the A's. And it's always fun when the A's and Giants play each other. It's not, you know, as heated as when the A's and Astros play each other. There's not just a, a bunch of hatred. It's, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how the series goes. <laughs> but uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, if you like this one, subscribe. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you have any questions, LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But uh, that's all that I got. Again, <laughs> I keep saying that. That's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, go ahead and listen to the crossover that I did with Ben of Locked On Giants. Get you ready for the weekend series. But until next time, Go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you next week.